former U.S. Army paratrooper, historian, and conspiracy analyst, Tony Arterburn, joined by top researchers and guests, exploring the depths of our hidden history, expose the crimes and cover-ups that plague our civilization and planet, and patrol the borders of our reality. 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 From the parapolitical to the paranormal in the psychological war for your body, soul, and mind. Be a paratruther. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Paratruther. I'm your host, Tony Arterburn. I brought back the A-team. Uh, I brought back Mr. Anderson. I brought back Chris Graves, a top researcher, and also the researcher for my guest, who, which is weird, Don, uh, because I'm, I'm on so many shows with you. I feel like you're part of the show, but you're not. You're my guest today, so we're going to jump in and talk to the legendary Donald Jeffries about his new book, Masking the Truth how COVID-19 destroyed civil liberties and shut down the world. We're going to get into that. And before we even start, I want to say I, I've, I've been following Don for years before I met him. I've told this story many times. I've told it on InfoWars. It's a great story. I won't tell the whole thing again, but I remember listening to you on TFR uh, in 2020. I got I went from, you know, I've been on terrestrial radio for years, but I moved over to Truth Frequency Radio when you were there, Don. And I remember thinking, this guy is going to write the history of what's happening now. And uh, when we first started doing shows, I'm like, this is the official scribe of the apocalypse, ladies and gentlemen. So you really did. I mean, it, 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 folks, we've just lived through and are still in the greatest psychological operation in the history of mankind. Uh, there's so many moving parts to it. You could call it fifth generational warfare, nonlinear warfare, whatever it is. But we are inside of this war, this war of all the governments on earth uh, against their own people, you know, sh reshaping the world in the image of whatever this, you know, uh, Klaus Schwabian <laughs> psychopathic uh, World Economic Forum, Forum Davos crowd. And this is, again, this is an ongoing thing, but that period of time, uh, early 2020, to really, and, and I let Don kind of define when this chapter closed out and now we're in a, the next phase. We'll talk about that a little bit, but uh, uh, Don, well, welcome to Paratruther and uh, so glad you could be here to talk about your new book. Well, Tony, it's always a pleasure to see. It's a pleasure to have you produce my Friday show. <clears throat> I protest. So it's, it's always great. To, and I'm, I'm honored to be with you, my friend. I was watching that weightlifting video you did and I'm just uh, <laughs> admire your mad skills in weightlifting. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I, you know, I have to make up for it, uh, you know, get, getting older. And I just said, I can't go out. I can't go quietly. So I'm going to continue that's, to. That's I hurt, right. by the way. I, I don't. Not everything works and looks as smooth as it does on camera right now. I, I could really use an ice bath. But so <laughs> that's for another subject. But um, Mr. Anderson, we we're talking off air. And I thought this would be a great opening question for you on the book, Don. Uh, Mr. Anderson, you had a great question for Don. And I thought this was really should be should have been reserved for the show um, because I love the re response. So let's do that again. Yeah. So just again, you, you already kind of answered it. But for everybody who didn't hear the answer, um, <laughs> I just like what motivates you to write this book where you just really pissed off in the process of writing it? 
Well, I'm usually pissed off about something. Pissed off at the state of the world, definitely. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I, I never doubted. I mean, I doubt, I never accepted this absurd uh, COVID narrative from the, the very beginning, the instant I heard about it, from the first tales in China of people allegedly dropping dead in the streets. Like, you know, such overkill, such Hollywood overkill. And the woman they, they videotaped walking around nonsensically spitting on uh, doorknobs and uh, car handles like, what, I mean, was this an escaped mental patient? What, what, she's, there, she's trying to spread. Co- why? I mean, I don't understand. What is she the the COVID uh, the, the gremlin or something? So, and then it's, they're nailing they're nailing him shut inside the houses, even though there's like windows right next to him they could just open and, and crawl out. But uh, so the thing, and then quietly, as I you know, I, so I started writing about it and uh, taking notes on it and just uh, saying, well, let's see what's going on here because this looks like it could be a long ongoing thing. And I had no idea that we, you know, three years later, it's still not really over. But um, so I started, you know, writing about these things. And certainly when it got to the um, empty hospitals, that really intrigued me. And uh, <clears throat> Chris really helped out. And then the, in the more esoteric aspects, like the empty hospitals and the refrigerated, uh, the alleged <laughs> refrigerated uh, trucks that were filmed by citizen journalists from a distance and all in the off position. So they weren't refrigerating anything. And yet we were sure, you know, media accounts, oh, God, these 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 morgues and these trucks that have been refrigerated and sitting down by uh, off the Schenectady River in New Jersey or something for a year holding bodies. And I'm thinking, first of all, what kind of families? Are, so none of these people have are these all vagrants or what? There's there's people just letting them sit in vans for a year. They're unclaimed. I mean, it made no sense. And of course, again, the people that filmed it showed that none of these things were on. So they weren't preserving anything whatever they were doing. So uh, those things really intrigued me, but uh, the, the COVID element of it, and that's what I think differentiates my research from uh, Naomi Wolf's or uh, Alex Berenson's. I, I don't think any of those people uh, doubt COVID-19 itself, like I do. Almost all of them accept that there was a virus and then they analyze the response to it, the lockdown, and of course the unconstitutional lockdown and all the heart. I started writing about that right away and Trump's performance of seeming to be against it while enabling it and writing the orders, you know, which is pretty much defines his presidency. That's what he did the entire time, <laughs> seeming to be going one way and tweeting one way while governing another way. That's just what he did all the time is 4,000 degree chess. But so <laughs> at, at some point, I, I just put it down. I think I wrote on Borrowed Fame or something in between, I guess. And I just said, well, I don't know where this is going. So, or no, I was hitting history three. That's what I, so I started working on that, which Chris obviously helped a lot with on as well. Three and four, Donald. Three, oh, three, four, you two. Had a yeah. A lot of projects in the middle. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, and four was mostly Chris because it's got all the Sandy Hook psyop type of stuff. And that's, I said, I, I can't, I'm going to have to put it in a separate book. So it's too much stuff. Uh, so, I just kind of dropped the COVID thing and said, well, let's see where this goes. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't see an end game here. And, uh, but then in January, 2022, uh, my brother went in the hospital and I didn't really realize how bad the hospitals were. I had warned him against it because he was a hypochondriac and he tended to call ambulances when he shouldn't, uh, because it was hypochondria. And that's what he did in the middle of the night. I, I wasn't there to stop him. He was in the hospital before I knew about it. And I, I knew, kind of knew what that meant. And I said, oh, no, I can't believe you did that. And um, first thing, I'm sure the first question they asked him was, are you vaccinated? And he said, no. So they fast-tracked him. And uh, suddenly, you know, he shockingly, he tested positive for COVID. And then he instantly said he had COVID pneumonia. Again, he was asymptomatic. And that's a word that, it's an Orwellian term we've grown used to. Asymptomatic, in other words, not sick. 
You know, so you know, you may you may seem not sick, but wait till we test you, and <clears throat> we'll find something. So that's what they did here, and they got thirteen thousand dollars for that positive uh, PCR test, which is ninety percent false positive. Is the, the guy who invented the test, Kerry Mullis, warned before he conveniently died right at the beginning of this. So not a conspiracy theory. The guy who invented the test, nobody should know better than him. But anyhow, so uh, long story short, he went in, he, he was in the hospital two weeks exactly, and he died. And uh, I, I still am trying to process it. And this has really helped me get over it because I was very close to him. I was his support system and he needed support. And I, I, there's a big hole in my life because of that, because it was there for so long. And I, you know, I, I, don't, I need somebody to fill it. And, uh, but this has really helped hearing from other people that I realized, wow, this, because they gave him remdesivir. I told him on the phone, no remdesivir. I told him on the phone, no ventilators. They went against my wishes. And if you watch my show, you've seen I've had other people, including Sheila Skiba a couple of weeks ago, exact same thing happened there. You know, and she, all the people like her and all the other people I talked to and me, they quarantine. And so you can't see them. So I couldn't be there to see what they were doing. I couldn't monitor things. I couldn't make sure they didn't give them that stuff. And uh, that's it's just a sad story. And it's happened. I don't know how many people, but he went in completely healthy. He would live to be 100. There's no question in my mind. He was a really healthy guy dead in two weeks. So that's, that's some really shocking stuff. And it's happening a lot. Who knows how many people have died because of that. So that, when that happened, that kind of, uh, that gave me a real uh, in, inspiration. And I, I figured I've got to finish this book, if nothing else for him. And so, um, and for people like him, so that people can be reminded this stuff happened and they can't lie about it anymore. So that's what triggered me. And so uh, that's when I, and again, with the help of Chris, Peter Seacosh, uh, you know, that I was able to get a lot of stuff about the vaccine. And, and we, we talked, you know, we looked into that and all the people that, um, so basically it's two. No, no, Mr. Jeffries, uh, there was uh, something that your brother's neighbors brought to your attention. Yeah. Well, they're there and they're, you know, I have innate paranoia anyhow, but, uh, it's almost like these people see me coming. That's been a story my whole life is like people interact with me and they somehow know I'm going to be receptive to it. But, he just saw me there. My wife and I were cleaning out the apartment. Very sad task. And uh, he asked, you know, what, what happened? You know, and I told him he died and he was sad to hear it. He's always a nice guy. And uh, he said, I was there that night. And the first time he told me, he said he heard my brother arguing with the EMT people. You know, when he called the ambulance, and it was like he didn't. He said, no, I don't really need to go. And I thought, oh, that's weird. And uh, but. I and again, my mind something clicked. I said, "God, are they just abducting people now?" I, I don't know, but so uh, I tried to, and I, I was able to obtain uh, very easily the nine one one call. It wasn't easy to listen to, but I was able to obtain it and I listened to it. And um, he, you know, it's like he always was, but it, clearly they were trying to talk him into something because he uh, all they did, you know, he said he fell. He had no injuries or anything. They almost asked him nothing about the fall. Everything was about COVID. You know, do you, do you have any symptoms? Do you, you have any problems in your chest, coughing? No, no, no. So clearly they were already kind of planting that seed. And um, But the next time I saw the neighbor, another time when I went there, and he kind of backtracked because I was trying to get his story exactly. He said, well, I didn't actually hear your brother talking. So I don't know what that was all about. He just said, but I, you know, I could tell from the way the EMT people were talking that he was like reluctant or whatever to go. And he was trying to say, I don't think I really need to go. And they kind of pushed him and he was easily bullied. You know, he's a very, 
submissive kind of guy and, uh, you know, life really beat him up. And so he wasn't going to fight too much. And so, uh, I, I, so I really don't know. I'll never know exactly what happened there, but, uh, regardless, once he got in, that was it. You know, they, uh, they quarantined the people and, uh, they put COVID on the death certificate. FEMA gave us some money, which they do to everybody because the, and, uh, you know, unlike some of these other people, I don't consider it blood money. I'll take whatever they give me. This is a horribly out of control, corrupt government. And, me not taking it is not going to change anything. So your money to begin with, right? Yes, my money to begin with, and it made you know it's all fake anyway. It's all fake anyway, and, and, <laughs> and it, it, it made it a little bit easier on us. And uh, and I mentioned they waived his the waived the rest of his medical bills, which they don't do for anything. And they waived I I had a tiny a few little things that I went years ago for that I just refused to pay. I I just put my whatever little medical bills I have I put at the bottom of my list because you know they took enough money out of my insurance. And uh, typically they, they will, they, they'll go after $10, but uh, they, they waived that too the next day. So I thought, well, this is something special. So clearly this is all in the name of COVID because they don't do it for anything else. And I talked to other people. There's one woman I had on my show, I think was in the hospital for four months. I want to say she never got a hospital bill. So again, that doesn't happen for anything. So this is all part of the production yeah. They're trying to, you know, everything goes even there because they're ma- they know they're making so much of a profit off of each one. They probably made at least a hundred thousand dollars on my brother. I, I don't know. Cause I don't know how much exactly they get for remdesivir, but it must be pretty lucrative because they really push that stuff. So, um, the, so that's, that's, and you know, the financial aspect of it is incredible how profitable it is to the hospitals to do that. And again, some people are talking about it, but uh, it needs to be talked about more. But that's that's one. So there's so many elements to the story. There's basically two major parts. The first part is the part I wrote early on, and that has you know the the, the COVID narrative and what is COVID. And we know COVID nineteen is a strain has never been isolated anywhere. And so they and we I have in the, I have the quotes from the CDC and the uh, FDA in the book that when people were trying to find documentation for it, suing them freedom of information, I can you show us documentation where you isolated this COVID-19 strain? Uh, no, we don't have any isolates. So in other words, they can't prove it exists. So I'm not like the others. I, and and I, I was on Sam Tripoli yesterday and Sam feels the same way I do. He was saying, yeah, right on. That's what I feel too, because too many people start at point D instead of point A. Right. They start with, okay, this was a deadly, and of course the conservatives now, and I'm definitely, <laughs> they're pushing the China, China, China nonsense, like Russia, Russia, Russia. And the whole thing is the lab leak theory. They tried to cover that up. Well, they eventually let it come out, you know, and uh, what, by doing that, if you assume that something deadly came out, then you have to ignore all the blatant uh, padding of the numbers. You have to ignore the dancing nurses in the empty hospitals. You have to ignore uh, Italy. T- saying it to be when they hit all this fear porn, uh, you know, Italy saying, well, you know, actually 99% of these people died of other causes, uh, that kind of thing. And China even admitted before that China admitted that, you know, got to have all the, the sources from China and Italy in my book where Chinese media finally admitted, well, you know, these case numbers, we did include the flu and pneumonia in these numbers. So they were bogus in the beginning. That wouldn't happen if you had a real disease. And first and foremost, politics didn't change. Uh, the most, you know, that southern border has been open, you know, to some degree since the 80s. And uh, that's not going to change because they need that cheap labor. So deadly pandemic or not, 
the, I mean, the first thing, if this had been a deadly pandemic and our leaders were actually frightened and it was a real medical emergency that they might not be able to control because the Chinese let this bioweapon out and we don't know what it is, the first thing they would have done is seal the borders. They probably would have banned all international travel, kept people from coming or going to try to isolate it, right? Just like they quarantined the patients like my brother. Why didn't they quarantine people? They didn't. Trump, Mr. Oh, you know, closed the borders. Here he had his chance where, you know, his defenders say, oh, you couldn't do it. Well, it's a perfect opportunity. They couldn't have said a word if he said, hey, look, this is a deadly pandemic. We've got to close the border in the interest of national health. Did he ever say that? No, he didn't do it. So the fact that the borders remained open, that's a giveaway right there. You don't need to know anything else. The fact they never closed the borders tells me that they knew there wasn't anything deadly. Otherwise, these people have families, too. I mean, it's the same reason why when they were running around without their masks all the time, because they knew what a joke that was. They didn't take it seriously. So all that stuff, you know, is it flies in the face of any notion that there was a deadly bioweapon that was released and uh, it was the fault of the Chinese. No, it wasn't. Uh, there's something was going on in those biowebs, some Frankenstein-like stuff. They're playing around with the 1918 flu and they're trying to, and the gain-of-function research is horrible, but no, they didn't. If they had unleashed something like that, the story would have been completely different. They might have maybe tried to suppress the number of deaths from it or something, but instead right. they exaggerated it. And then once the when the warp speed vaccine came out, then part two came along, and that's the when the narrative change shifted completely, where the idea was to suppress the numbers. Right. <laughs> I was just about to get into that, and I was thinking of all the events that lead up to. March 13th, Friday the 13th of 2020, when Trump signed the executive order uh, handing the country over to Anthony Fauci. If you back up, and I know that you did in your book, and we've talked about it many times, but this is this is to me the most important, the building of the story, stuff that I didn't know. Obviously, this would come out later, but you look, you talked about the death of Kerry Mullis, you know, the inventor yeah. of the PCR test. That had to happen. Now, I, I don't yeah. know what happened. or did, I don't think anybody does, but that's very convenient. It's con yeah. I think you said that the other day when you were on the David Knight show. Was he conveniently died in August of 2019. Yeah. And this is a guy, by the way, who hated Anthony Fauci. Yes. I mean, wanted to challenge him. It's like I think he even said, like, I'll meet him in a parking lot and do a debate. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. he really had just loathed this guy. So that that would have destroyed the the whole PCR test and uh, the inflated numbers and get your test and all that stuff. That would have that would have taken that out of the equation, in my opinion. But there's also other things. August of, of 2019. And correct me if I'm wrong, Chris or Don or Mr. Anderson, because I don't I don't know the dates, but I know that right around that time, you also had Bill Gates lobbying Congress for the vaccine 2020 passport thing and kind of integrating that into Congress. Uh, 2019. Yeah, that, was, that was around October. That was October. OK, yeah. I'm th well, then you have also October. You had event 201, which well, was the yeah. Bill Gates, the CIA, the, Chi the Chinese were there, by the way, Johns Hopkins. And they're always we can talk about dark winter because then you had Joe Biden. You know, yes. the, the dark winter comes from <laughs> 2001. I, I'm, I'm sorry, oh, Tony, but the, the fact that people don't bring this up more is very frustrating to me because they war game this out. Yeah, right. I, I have the whole. I have the whole. Goes back to September 11, 2001, with the anthrax and dark. Well, the same thing. When I, and I want to get one more point on that. 2019. That this is what sticks out in my mind. The December of 2019, you had Congress changing the definition of what a vaccine is. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears> like, you're you're building the bones for what 
is going to be around the so there's has to be that's when you always look for a crime like prior knowledge and and you you mentioned too don the politics of this had this been like oh it's a lab leak and the chinese did it i mean wouldn't we theoretically be at war i mean wouldn't that wouldn't that have caused like a a total global upheaval um and a, and a new balance of power it did nothing because all the nations in the world pretty much and you and i want you to get in this too don because some of those leaders that didn't go along uh got knocked off yep. you know some of the smaller countries and the african nations got knocked off so yes um also, I, I think tony keep in mind there was also a lot of insider trading and a lot of shenanigans when it came to financial things in congress right before the lockdown yeah the big and i covered this um going into the 2020 uh you know on my shows and filling in for david knight on Infowars, the largest exodus of ceos in history Yes. The largest a mass exodus of CEOs and multinational corporations in history. You know, and we all know uh, that the, the, the intelligence community has close ties to the multinational banking cartels and consortiums because they're the same thing. Um, but, yeah, there's 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 inside knowledge. There's there's prior knowledge, in my opinion, to this. And then I, I want to throw it back to Don. Talk a little bit. If, if, and I, I haven't gone through the whole book yet. Talk a little bit about. Um, the role that alternative media plays, if you covered any, I remember this very well, and it was some strange times. I think there's been a lot of like separating the wheat from the chaff from COVID and 1984, from uh, the, the vaccine, from Trump and all. I think it's like this massive bend in the river, Don. And I remember like when this first went down, you had people like Mike Adams. Yes. And he, and he sitting next to Alex Jones saying it's over for humanity. Like he bought into like this virus is the most deadly. It's yeah. going to be in the soil. It's going to has a, you know, a massive kill rate. I think, you know, and then again, that yeah. that lasted a while. But then we saw by like the springtime that, you know, the hospital ships were were always empty. The, the army hospital tents that they set up no, didn't see one patient. Yeah. I mean, but why, what happened? Uh, what, you know, it's funny because nothing changed. Like we, we, no, no, nobody, the empty hospitals, like you said, but they kept running the narrative. Talk, talk yeah. a little bit about no, that. No, they did. They did. And, and the, the originally you did have people like Mike Adams and you had, there were people that were claiming uh, that China was covering things up and it was way worse than they said. You know, you heard stories of uh, God, you can see the smoke billowing out from all the bodies they're cremating and, so kind of stuff we would see later about how the bodies were piling up in New York and everything. And it's all fear porn. I mean, there was so much fear porn. So you did have kind of competing conspiracy theories. There were very few people like me, John Rappaport was one. I had him on one of my early shows that were uh, dubious about the virus itself. And because uh, I, again, I was just, I'm always dubious of, of any kind of proclamation from government. Because first of all, I know they don't care about us. So uh, at all. So if they could find a way to kill people and they found a way, I think, with the vaccine to live out their eugenicist fantasies. But if they had been able to kill people with the deadly virus, I mean, it would have been ideal for them. You know, as long as they, you know, if they could come up with some kind of an antidote themselves to protect themselves, which they probably would. And that's why I don't think they would ever release something like that until they were assured that they would be OK and everybody they cared about would be OK. So um, but. Yeah, this this the the idea that and too many people and still, like I said, I think that's why I think my book is the only one you're going to find that questions COVID-19 itself. Most people talk about and it's good stuff, you know, that have the Tucker Carlson type of view where they talked about the people, the vaccines that were injuring. They're obviously covering that up, all the myocarditis and all that. How many people have probably died from the vaccine? We don't know. Uh, 
even to some degree, I don't think he did, but even to some degree, uh, they they're talking more and more about the uh, the hospital, the protocol that kills, as the couple I had on my show a while back, uh, Terry and Mark Stemmen talk about, call it. Uh, so they're, they're talking about that, but there's very few people that are going back to the very beginning, because you have to remember this entire narrative. Every part of it is important. So the fake Chinese dropping dead in the street is important. The fake uh, people being nailed in their houses and women spitting on doors, all that's part of the narrative because it was reported for some reason. Same thing in Italy. They, they, you know, Chris knows this. He might have been the one that pointed out to me, uh, you know, the ominous photo of the rows of coffins coming out of Italy. Look at this. And then, you know, people online discover, well, wait, this is from 10 years ago in another part of the world. And then later, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, video that was inside a chaotic and overwhelmed uh, New York CBS, City emergency room. And it was, CBS News. CBS yeah, CBS News. And it was, twice. It was from, yeah, it got twice, it caught twice. It was from Italy. So they were misrepresenting everything. And uh, I had Jason Goodman on my show and later Citizen Richard, uh, who did even more, I think, better work because he was really, you know, he kept it real. He was running in there and arguing and shouting at the people where the COVID patients and great videos. But um, clearly they were filming and you would later you had a couple women in Great Britain that uh, like a year later, there were still empty hospitals and they were walking through filming in the empty corridors and they were arrested and banned from hospitals or something. I don't know how you do that, but that's what happened to them. So something, but at the same time, now that wouldn't be important except for at the exact same moment, you can juxtapose reports from media, from you know breathless reporters talking about how that exact same hospital is overwhelmed and you know they, they don't know what they're gonna do with the bodies and all the patients. And, and then you have the dancing nurses where they're overwhelmed and all this stuff. And they have these choreographed, well thought out professional dance routines. And instead of investigating in the Today Show or one of those stupid fluff shows has them on there. And it's doing the Katie Kirk. Oh guys, how are you guys? You know, like acting like they're stars or something instead of, if they had one inquisitive bone in their bodies, the first thing you would ask was, well, in the midst of this pandemic with you overflowing patients and everything, how did you get 12 nurses together to do some kind of looks like a very professional choreographed dance routine. How, how did you do that? Like what was going on with the patients when you were doing that? It was you know? insulting because one of the videos, they're holding a, a body bag that has COVID-19 yes, written yes, on. Yes. That had me, my blood boiling. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's unclear, like in the background, and again, you go down these rabbit holes. Is it, was it uh, an actual patients with actual patients in the back or mannequins? I don't know which would be worse. But they had as like props. It's like, wait, so they're doing these dances around patients? I mean, I worked in a hospital for many years and I can't I can't conceive of that happening under any circumstances ever, no matter yeah, what. And, and one of the things I found frustrating too was they censored Robert Malone. I was like, he would know a little bit about this, right? Right, right. <laughs> about mRNA technology. And they're like, no, he doesn't know anything. He needs to get off. And I was like, he's actually had the vaccine though, if I remember correctly. And I was just like, seriously, this guy well, can't talk. But he is, Malone, Malone is one of those guys that again, a lot of people think is, um, he doesn't go far enough. I was just reading something by Michael Yedon, Yedon, who's been very good on this. I quote him a lot in the book. And this guy was again, right? Insider, I think he was an executive with Pfizer or one of those, those people. And he's been really strong on it. And he, uh, I think it was Cindy Sheehan, that, uh, my friend that uh, wrote a Substack uh, where uh, he was quoting, or maybe it was Mike Huggins of the Vaccine Report, one of those two, both do good work. But 
uh, was quoting Eden about Malone, calling him out because he was, you know, saying you're trying to, you're basically calling him out for saying that it was a bioweapon, that some kind of virus was a bioweapon, which clearly isn't. And I think we need to start at that point that co whatever COVID was, it wasn't what they told you it was, and they haven't proven it existed. And I pointed out many times, COVID-19 is called the COVID-19 because it was a 2019 strain of the yearly coronavirus. What happened to COVID-20? What happened to COVID-21? What happened to COVID-22? Nobody talks about that. And what so, happened to the flu, Don? Yes, what happened to the flu? The flu, the flu, just because they were they were taunting us at the beginning, still think it's just the flu. Well, apparently it was because you all claimed the flu was gone in 2020. And they again, did. No. You can find the source articles. I read them live on air. I mean, <laughs> mate, mate, like the Daily Mirror and, and the UK was like, hey, the flu, 97% gone. Tony, I'm like, Tony, the Scientific American. Yeah, science, science. Yeah. yeah, science. So, yeah, the flu's right. gone. You know, I mean, like they science. just pronounced they pronounced it dead. Like, so COVID nineteen eats the flu. Like they yeah. battle it out and like yeah. the, the germ warfare. Well, like it's it, just, it, it killed it killed COVID twenty twenty one and twenty two because apparently there's no more COVID. No other strains of COVID can ever come. Even though we can't, you think by now, considering this this particular strain killed all the future strains of it, that we'd be able to isolate it and have some evidence it exists. And it can fight well, with <laughs> Tony, you're not being fair. You said your anthrax vaccine choked out COVID a couple oh, of times. That's true. My anthrax vaccine uh, made sure I never got uh, COVID-1984. You know what's funny? I, I, after you kind of go through this, when you get through the initial shock wave, and I, I, I think of it kind of like the shock and awe, you know, part of the uh, Iraq war that I participated in uh, as a young man. And, they, you know, they had that Donald Rumsfeld that's famous for that's going to be shock and awe, shock and awe. Mm -hmm. Well, they hit you really hard with all that massive worldwide propaganda. That's why it's coordinated from somewhere. And there wasn't other nations saying, oh, that's not right. You know, no one was vying for power or to have the right, you know, a treatment everyone's waiting for the one and only solution right which is which is the warp speed vaccine it has to come from the united states it has to come from uh from our pharmaceutical company our pharmaceutical the big drug cartels um you know funded by the government operation and warp DARPA. speed which by the way which will darpa you're right and of course uh, moderna mode mrna never had mm -hmm. released a vaccine ever right they're fast tracking all this stuff and I remember I was watching my news feed some months ago, just looking back on old posts. And I just clicked on um, early April 2020. And this is like, you know, uh, three years ago. And I go, uh, they're going to roll out this abomination of a vaccine. All this is to produce a vaccine. As I was saying this way back, all this, you know, is just to produce the end result, which is the vaccine. And it's interesting. Um, the late, great Bill Sardi. I miss Bill. So I used to read his, his articles over on lourockwell.com. Mm -hmm. Don, it was October of 2020. Bill Sardi, I'll never forget this, put out an article and it was just says posted without comment. And you know what it was? I read it live on Infowars with Harrison Smith. It said um, basically it laid out the the total deaths. He said, don't look at the amount of COVID-19 deaths that they're lately if they died with COVID, like yes, the guy yes. who's on a motorcycle and hits his head on the telephone yeah. pole. And they say he had COVID, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is true. They actually did that. Like slip and fall. Well, he looks like he yeah. had COVID, you know. Yep. Um, but what you looked at in 2020 was the total numbers. And I go, yes. gosh, this is this is power. And it never turned out like I thought it was. They 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 really did a whole song and dance around that too. But if you do the numbers. In 2020, 
it's adjusted for age yeah. and adjusted for all that for population. It, it was about the same as 2019, 2018, you know, and again, you put those flu numbers back at all that stuff and it just kind of evens out. Yes. But there's a change. And I know your book covers a lot of this, Don. There's a change in 2021. That's, that's, that's when right. I got COVID. And it yeah. wasn't from a lab leak, right? It was from people getting these shots, in my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But I, I know that no one I knew. And I look in my phone. I would tell people on air. I'm like, look in your phone. Call me. Let me know. Hit Text me. If somebody, and this is in 2020, if somebody you know is in the hospital because of COVID-19. And I can right. never get anybody. No one knew anybody. Right. So, Tony, you, you think it was the shedding? Well, what happened, but so this is my point. In yeah. 2021, that's when, the, the, after the mass vaccination, that's when I started getting people, oh, I'm sick. You know, I'm, you know, my wife got sick. Uh, that's a, we were never sick. Like, we were always working outside and everything. It was just because they were around a bunch of vaccinated people. And there was, I, I think there's got to be something to that. And there was a, there was a Nobel laureate that was in Switzerland that was saying the same thing. It was like, oh, it's the vaccines that are causing the variants. And, uh, you know, and it was just shocking because I didn't have anybody that was sick in 2020. But everyone I knew, like, was getting sick, including me at the end of 2021 and in 2022. So um, it, and, and it's, it's true because you came over and I said, I have COVID. I tested positive like two times and you were sitting across from me. I was like, aren't you nervous? You go, no, you just need some vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Tony was never nervous. <laughs> I was never nervous about COVID-19 ever. Um, yeah. But what happened was I started seeing people get sick because of the, vac the vaccine. I, I, that's the only thing that was introduced that was different. And I, I'm assuming, yes. Don, I'm going to throw it to you. I don't want to hijack the show. I, did you cover the One America CEO 40% spike in deaths uh, in 2021. Did you cover 18 to oh, 64? Did you of course. Yeah. We talked, cause I mean, that, that was, you know, that's an unprecedented as you know, they said in the industry, 5% increase would have been unprecedented. This was cataclysmic and it was very little commented on. And you, you mentioned earlier, and that's, again, that's the part of the story during COVID the overall deaths really didn't go up. And if you had had this massive pandemic, you should have seen a huge difference, maybe not a 40% increase, but you should have seen something. Once they introduced the warp speed vaccine, which is a real reason for the COVID psyop, I think, uh, to to finally kill off apparently millions of people, which is what they've been dreaming about, talking about doing and dreaming about doing for a long time. This is what this is eugenicist religion. This is what they want to do, and they can't stop themselves from saying it. But uh, then you see the forty percent increase, and hardly anybody talks about it. As Peter McCullough said when he was on my show. Uh, one of the more courageous doctors that, you know, the only thing that was introduced into the equation that was anything different was the warp speed vaccine. So you have to, you know, Sherlock Holmes said, when you've entered, when you've eliminated the impossible, whatever's left, whatever it is, is, is your answer. And I think there's no question that's what it is. And you couple that with all the, uh, the myocarditis. I mean, nobody, I'd never heard the term myocarditis before. A uh, very rare term, at least to be bandied about. Now everybody knows about it and everybody, parents, uh, must be mortified to think when they send their little kids to school, they now have crash carts in elementary schools because they're telling parents, oh, heart attacks happen to little kids. Really? I mean, if somebody told me that when my kids were little, I was like, what? Or I coached, you know, youth uh, soccer and basketball, baseball for a long time. And it never occurred to me that, God forbid, my kid or somebody else on my team could drop dead on the field. But they're all making these, it all these athletes, right, Don? Yes, athletes too, but I mean, that's bad enough that the professional athletes can, but 
when you think little kids, and I have some of the examples in the book of little kids dying during soccer games and stuff. I mean, that's just, again, that the only way that could ever happen if it would maybe a freak accident where somebody kicked him in the head with a shoe and hit him in the right place or something, maybe. But these people are just dropping dead and uh, they're, it's myocarditis, it's whatever. Again, never used to happen. And uh, it's, there's only one thing that's been introduced into the equation. And if you go back, uh, Mr. Anderson mentioned uh, the uh, the tabletop exercises going back to dark winter. And that was the first one in 2001. Bill Gates, World Economic Forum, Forum, WHO, CDC, all the usual suspects are involved in all these. And every one of these things, much like the school, the, the uh, school shooting drills that happen all the time, regularly across the uh, uh, across the land. Alex Jones, again, to give him credit, he was the first one to point that out. He opened my eyes to that. And I used a lot of that bullyocracy. So when people uh, make fun of us for Sandy Hook and all that stuff, well, they do this stuff all the time and they tell you they do. So it's a very short leap to go from what you tell us are fake shootings with crisis actors and fake blood and all that stuff and scripts, which is that's what they do, to saying, well, maybe what you're claiming is real is, is fake too. Same thing with this. They're tabletop exercises planning for something that they had no logical reason to expect, that a deadly virus, and it's always in China, deadly virus is going to leak out of China, and we how do we possibly develop a vaccine to combat it? And the dark winter name was very interesting because these people, they, they use a lot of symbolism. They let you know what they're doing. So they called the first exercise dark winter. And it was no accident that, that bumbling, stumbling Joe Biden during his first winter as president starts running around babbling about it's going to be a dark winter. It's going to be a dark winter. I mean, they obviously gave him, fed him that line to let so people in the know, people that, uh, that those of us that knew about the dark winter tape will realize, okay, they're just, again, That's it's a dog whistle. Yeah, it's a dog. It's it's inside joke. They let you know, yeah, we did it. Just like we planted the magic bullet that looked like it hadn't shot anybody. Uh, Muhammad Ada's, you know, a passport on top of the rubble. You know, we we do these things. This is what we do. It, and, it's uh, a weird ritual exercise. They have to let you know. It seems like what they're going to do. Revelation of the method. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, they do, and, that, and that's that's some weird thing they have where they have to let you know what they're going to do, and they. They do it all the time. But Don, Don, we even talked about it. The six feet apart thing has occult, occult significance too. Yeah, and, and well, yes. even even if it doesn't, the guy the guy who came up with it said they just picked it out of the air. I mean, it's, there's no science behind it. That's for sure. Right. And, and, remember and we, my old shows from 2020. I'm like, you remember to stay six, six, six feet apart, everybody. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I was like, you could break down the whole numbers, yeah. and you know, it's it, all the the crescendo stuff that came out in 2020 is really interesting. Remember, and I was one of the first people to talk about this, but they had the Microsoft patent for uh, its world ID patent uh, 060606. And it was yeah. like this implant that you biometrically yeah. put on and yeah. uh, it would reward you with cryptocurrency for approved activities. I'm, I'm remembering this. And I thought this is, it's just insane what we're seeing. And this was all rolling out at the same time. Like they're just hitting you with a, by the way, here's the mark of the beast, you know, and the, here's the here's yeah. the lockdown. I think Chris uh, did a lot of re we tried to find more research on that. Was it HR six six six? Thank you. Yes, yes. I, I mean, I mean talk, talk about that, Chris. You know more about it than I do. I mean, well, we no, couldn't it, we couldn't get that far with it, but man, I mean, seems like they recycle the same uh, the the, yes. the number for the bill, and it's always this. Uh, they HR. use that six 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 a lot. <laughs> I tried to get I tried to get you yeah. in contact with that 
I think it was a senator or a congressman. Yeah, he never. I think he never. He never replied. He never replied because I was like, "What was this all about?" Shockingly, tagged everyone in it, and yeah, because we've heard from him since. No, and because what they did, we found the story from I forget what year it was, but there was no updates, and that's what we generally find when we're researching these things. You'll see some kind of story where it'll it'll happen three or four or five years ago, and there's never any updates. So you know what happened? Like, okay, they introduced this bill, this ominous bill. There's no information anywhere that it was ever voted on, let alone passed. So, you know, what was it just thrown out there with that? Well, I just flat out asked the guy, I said, did it get passed or not? Mm, crickets. No. Yeah. Was all, yeah, I tagged everyone. Tony, I, I tagged yeah. on everyone. The yeah. guy never responded. And I don't think he's responded ever since to anybody. Like, no, and you, you can you can go so far down these rabbit holes. And another thing, I'm, I guarantee you, nobody but me is talking about Dr. Colleen Smith, who yeah. uh, and, and Chris is familiar with her. But she was she was this woman who was a, <laughs> and again they gave her area of expertise. She's a doctor. She was a doctor specializing in medical simulation. What the hell's medical simulation? Does that open the door to Sandy Hook, Boston bombings? What 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 is medical simulation? So she actually had an email that was available. So I emailed her and, and tried to ask her. Of course, she never responded. But she's the one that had the uh, that had a breathless report. First of all, again, working in a hospital, she violated every HIPAA rule in the world when she walked through with a camera in an ICU unit, was filming stuff, and mainly complaining about, we don't have any ventilators. You remember early on, because they knew they would need ventilators to kill people later, They were and they were criticizing Trump for not providing enough ventilators, and Trump was, you know, oh, I gave lots of ventilators. You know, it's, it's, why do you need so many ventilators? And uh, that was mainly what she was complaining about. We need ventilators and talking about how overwhelmed they were and everything. And again, that same day, you had... Uh, Jason Goodman or one of them was down there filming, you know, the EMTs in the parking lot, all the ambulances there. And they were kind of chuckling, asking, yes, cigarettes. And they would ask him if he's seen any COVID patients and they'd kind of chuckle and not answer. Like, you know, not the way you would expect somebody to respond in a deadly pandemic. But so what was going on at the same place while she was doing that? And New York Times, you know, ran her report, front page story. And uh, but then she goes down the memory hole, too. I can't find any updated information on her, you know, hired for a job. And that was it. And, uh, you know, she never answered her email. But uh, so that's the kind of thing that but medical simulation. I, I don't know, Chris, maybe that's a that's a project for you to try to find out if there's anybody else that practices medical simulation or what the hell it is, because it it certainly has connotations of. Kind of came, yeah. kind of came out of that that presentation with the event two hundred one thing. That's what it reminded me at the time. Well, yeah, they're all simulations, and and they yeah. use they use that word simulation all the time because they're simulating something. And then it's interesting when um, in the hospital know, that she was in, Don, that what you're referring to, they even had a sign that everyone sign in here. Like was that? It's like Sandy, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook. <laughs> And I remember sending yeah. you that footage and being like, what is going on here? <laughs> exactly. And they wonder why people go down to the bottom of these rabbit holes because you're, you're you can't help but do that. And, and that's the problem that even most people that that's why I don't I go to the bottom of the rabbit holes because I think it's important. These are all part of the production. It, it wouldn't. OK, maybe you can have an anomaly here or there, but we see these same kinds of things, all the school shootings, all the mass shootings. We talked about the same kinds of things. Anomalies that don't make any sense, and you saw them a lot here. Where you can't, you can't, you can't. How do you make a mistake?
by saying that uh, there's so many bodies that are overflowing that we put them in refrigerated trucks. Who makes that report when the evidence from the citizen journalists is that all the report, all the trucks are turned off, so there are no bodies in the trucks? Who's telling people that there are? Burying them in Central Park. Yes, right. burying Central Park. Where are all these graves? Yeah, the pris- the prisoners at Ry- Rikers Island, which apparently they've been digging graves for years because uh, for Potter's Field people. Uh, so this was not, but they get the entire thing was to spread the fear porn. They terrified people, and the result was an overwhelming success because they uh, they got you know most of my family, most of everybody's family. They got people believing it, and they got to the point where they became so absurd that they took seven, eight booster shots, still got whatever the hell COVID is, and are still believe. Talk about faith. You right. still have faith in this. They killed. They killed my grandfather by putting him on a ventilator, and he had pneumonia. Right. So, so I, I want to get back to that, right, Chris? Because I think that's absolutely true. And Tony, if you remember when we went to Bill Cooper's grave, we met one of his friends and we hung out. And um, one of the ladies recently got COVID, and I was like, "What'd you do?" And she's like, "I didn't get on a ventilator. I got a trampoline. I just jumped up and down." <laughs> yeah. that's what she that's, said that's a better that's a better treatment than getting on a ventilator i can yeah. assure you we, we know that <laughs> now <laughs> okay well i i've tried i've also asked the question and uh, i i would like to know how many people died of alleged covid that weren't in the hospital mm. how many people died at home from covid i would venture that <laughs> you're not going to find too many of them almost everyone i read about when well, they went they went to the hospital and they died of COVID there, you know, like, like Rob Skiba, who must have had some really bad symptoms for him to go because he was skeptical of it. But um, I don't know what happened there. But uh, my friend Tim Kelly, whose show I've been on many times, he was very sick in the hospital a couple of years ago, too. And he, he didn't know what he had. I mean, he's but again, he went in the hospital. So, I mean, I, and I, I you know, I, I, I'm not arguing. I don't know how bad your symptoms have to get for you to do that. But that's that's a killing field. That's the last place you want to be. So. I'd love the stats on that. How many people died of COVID-19 at home that weren't in the hospital? Now, how many people died uh, just missing their regular medical procedures too? Because of this Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, they, they right. just completely obliterated regular treatment and surgeries and uh, I yes. mean, all the things that people needed. They just, because again, and Don, I know you talk about it in your book, but this was all incentivized medical malpractice murder i mean they literally just they pay you for the ventilator they pay you for the treatments of what remdesivir whatever the the protocol that kills we you know we talked about it on your show i mean it's it's so overwhelmingly obvious if you go back and look at the timeline i mean when you're in the thick of things it's hard to understand if you're not in alternative media i remember the other day but i threw it out but i had just the stack of of stories that i went over in 2020 and I kept them like I kept I highlighted articles. I had this massive amount of paper because we were all trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Like who who's right? What's what's up? What's down? And if you look back and now you can see where they just they shift the narrative too. you know, you go from everybody's dying of covid. Uh, we it's, it's the deadliest virus in the history of mankind, all but also peacefully protest and burn a city down. <laughs> and you can you don't have to wear your mask if you are burning something down because right. that's. And that's just acceptable. You're not going to be ostracized for uh, working for George Soros or flying around the country and getting pallets of bricks. And no you can go to a restaurant, too, because the, apparently the virus was very considerate. It would give you uh, <laughs> the walking to the meal. table. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is all like behavioral science. Like it's incredible. You're, they're training you 
to 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 react differently and to take orders and do absurd things like 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 Oceana, like it's like it's two plus yes. two equals five. I mean, it's it's and it's so blatant. And you know, you talk. I mean, I'm sure it's all in the book, ladies and gentlemen. You got to go get a copy uh, of Don's new work here. And I just think about all the, the the shift too. And it was like a gear shift when they went from. And by the way, they went from COVID nineteen. They they would do start and stops. And if you go back in 2020. Uh, after George Floyd, they did the whole, you know, let's burn it yeah. down and everybody's peace. It's it's fiery, but peaceful. It's going to burn some police stations to the ground and some mm-hmm. some, uh, some Wendy's and convenience stores and pharmacies. We're going to do that all over the country. But then it's back. It comes back for the election. Yeah. And that's when Joe Biden says we're going to have a dark winter. Yeah. But does anybody remember? Did you cover this in the book? The first person to get the vaccine was a guy named William Shakespeare. OK, all the oh, world's a stage. I didn't know that. Boy, they used to learn something. I wish I had known that. No, but I, I, I put most all everything. All the world's put, a stage, ladies well, that, and gentlemen. The guy, the first guy. He was in England. Well, very appropriate, isn't it? But, and he died, by the way. He died well, like, well, I mean, he died like, I mean, I feel bad for him. If he, even if he was a real person, I don't do we really know. But it was like <laughs> William Shakespeare, the first guy. I'm like, wow. What's the Did they promise him the lotto sweepstakes? Remember? That's and, incredible. And the car wash and the fast free, food. Free, free French fries and uh, John and stuff. Yeah. But they, they, uh, I, I mean, I talk about the uh, the politicization and not only of the uh, the fact they kept the southern border open, but you mentioned the uh, BLM marches and the uh, the George Floyd, uh, the the funeral procession for him, the funeral procession for the black uh, representative John, uh, I can't remember the guy's name that died during that time as well. And they both of them had you know funerals, everybody attending, no social distancing at all, people hugging. All thrown out the window. The same people that were, and of course, alarmed about Trump holding rallies, about the biker rally that was a super spreader. They called those things super spreaders. Super spreaders, spreaders that's but, right. And, and you had Mayor de Blasio in New York who, who literally said all mass gatherings are banned except BLM because right, right, that's different. So, again, that's not science. That's not science. You, you can you can argue all you want that, OK, he's just trying to say it's no. But if, if it's science, you can't make those kinds of exceptions. But Pelosi did it too, right? In New York. Sure. Well, Pol- She's Pol- like, come out, come out. Yeah. And Pelosi Do you remember what I'm talking she about? Went, she went to get her hair done. And no, then, that, uh, yeah, the, the, Sahara the salon, salon the- owner got in trouble. Yes, they and tried the- to get the Sahara hair. And they, they- no, it, it, it was Chinese New Year's. And she goes, nobody should be scared. Everybody come out. Yeah, everybody oh, come okay. out. Yeah, yeah she... she- the, the entire thing again was uh, was such a charade, and I wish, man, Tony, I wish I'd known about the William Shakespeare. That that's one of those exclamation points. That's one of those down to the rabbit hole things because that's I don't know. That's a that's kind of an uncommon name in twenty twenty three. I think. I, think so. <laughs> I apologize. I should have found that and sent it to you. I, but I, I, I never heard it. Me. Somehow that escaped me. So Tony. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. My mind picks up these little crazy things. I remember we'll have to find we'll have to find it uh, and sought to send it to you. I just remember that I was covered by Jeff Berwick, who's, you know, wrote the controlled demolition of the American Empire with Charlie Robinson. And I had a lot of Berwick stuff. And uh, he he nailed that. It was like the first the first guy in the UK to get the jab. And it's like that was the he titled his show All the World's a Stage. And I thought, wow, it really is. It sure (laughs) is. I mean, but I think, again, there's so many. There's so many indications that this obviously, I mean, just look at uh, the first celebrity to get COVID was Tom Hanks. I mean, boy, what an appropriate <laughs> choice. <laughs> Corona <laughs> typewriter. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. And, and he, he tweets out 
He's uh, quarantining him and his wife, actress Rita Wilson. They're quarantining, and he starts talking about how he's got his Corona typewriter. And I think, again, this is guy's worth five hundred million dollars or whatever. I think he could afford an iPad or something lighter, more convenient, more advanced. I used typewriters when I first became a writer. I, I don't understand this romantic. And Hollywood pushes that all the time. I, I no. I, why would you want to use a stupid typewriter? You can't. You have to go use whiteouts. You're making mistakes. The, the thing, the, the, a lot of times it's not aligned right. You have to keep running out of paper. Use word processing. I mean, it's why are you pushing that nonsense? But why would somebody in Hank's place, I take it everywhere I go. So he lugs around a huge antiquated machine. And he's not a just, writer. Yeah, he's not a writer he's anyhow. Write but exactly. So, but this is the guy that has Oliver's Twitter feed has all these very odd photos of tennis shoes found alongside the road. And his son is walking around with a Luminati on the pyramid tattoo. That. that to you at the time? Too? Yeah. yeah. 33 is everywhere. And yeah. All. Yeah. So, but, but Hank's during his thing where he's first of all, he's talking about the Corona typewriter, obviously coming at home. And then he's saying, my wife, Rita Wilson beat me by 201 points in gin rummy. Now, why is he coming up with a number? Well, Agenda 201 was the last exercise right before this began. And people latched onto that right away. Just, you know, they use this symbolism constantly. And then Madonna, the attention whore of all time, jumps in later the same day with her a picture of her at her own Corona typewriter. What, why are these multi-zillionaires, why are they running around with whole old typewriters? I mean, it just, it's, but both of them had Corona too. Isn't that nice? Well, and, well uh, I, saw, I saw a funny meme and it was just like, when did you ever think you'd live long enough to where Roseanne was more attractive than Madonna? That's basically what it said. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that at this point. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Well, Madonna was always, I had a running joke. I remember when I was working at a data center, I remember telling somebody's talking about Madonna, and I said something like, you know, if I was working night shift alone in the data center and she came in and, you know, tried to want to proposition me or something, I'd call security on her. And that's what I, and I would. I mean, I, I never found her attractive. I thought she was demonic. And frankly, I'd be scared to have any kind of relations with her. But, uh, you know, she's uh, and anybody that names her daughter Lourdes, mm. which is a really sacred Catholic name. And she's certainly not any kind of Catholic. So she just did that as some kind of sacrilegious, weird ritual. But, yeah, that's what she named her daughter that. But uh, Anyway, yeah, I didn't know that. I her, didn't know her, that. her inner self is now reflecting her outer self, Don. I mean, I think, yes, you, I, think yeah. you, I think you nailed it. I mean, she does oh, not yeah. look well. And oh. you know what's interesting too? Like at this this COVID-1984, I think that's the only way I'd say it now. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's it's not really a disease as much as it is an op. Like is it, it's like you know, something like almost an organic phenomenon, like mind mind capturing. Yes. And uh so so much has changed in that. And I look, I look at everything from entertainment to politics. I mean, we're not the same. We're, we're just not going to ever be the same after after this happened. I don't there's I don't see any going back. You look at our election. There was a lockdown election in 2020. Yes. Uh, and we have it's, it's, it's the same thing with, uh, oh, they stole the election. We have to hear all the election stuff. And then January 6th, we, we go through that trauma. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's not really what was happening. Right. And it's the same thing with the with the lab leak theory. That's not really what this is about. Or we're going to punish China. Or we're going to go after Fauci, which yeah. you should. You should go after the the Operation Paperclip Nazi science of gain of function. That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. But this is something different. We're always yes. doing this misdirection. And I just think, you know, we're going to have they can. And by the way, this, this I think that this ended. I don't know what you guys think. And we'll 
close out and have last questions here. Uh, let, let Don plug again. But I, I think this ended, this particular phase of the op ended with the Canadian truckers. And I want to get your guys' take on I mean, it, it, it. It's still going. There's still emergence. I mean, even, you know, uh, that moron, uh, Greg Abbott, uh, who runs Texas, um, you know, he, he still got the emergency up. Sure. So, I mean, the federal one's gone, but the states still have them going. Uh, you know, he kept people masked and did that stuff until they, it was just so obvious that you couldn't. But I, you know, I, I think that that this hit a wall. They're still, and they've still got all the muscle memory. They can do it again. And yeah. you're starting to see the little trickles like, oh, and now we got something really deadly and it's coming, you know, and, and oh, it's maybe it is the COVID-23, uh, Don. I don't know. Maybe they'll come up with a well, new one. But I, I, I can, That's why I said that, you know, there's no in, in the book. I said there's no easy way to end a book like this yeah. because it's peers open ended. And sure enough, I mean, since I uh, had the book published, uh, this guy, uh, what's the guy's name? Gutar, whatever the guy that just died mysteriously last week or the week before that. I can't remember, but he, I, I apologize for forgetting his name, but he did a lot of good work on it, died very mysteriously, 51 years old or something. Um, and then you had China coming out, you know, throwing the fear porn out there again, saying, oh, we've got a new yeah. super strain of COVID coming out, could have 65 million cases. It's, again, in the middle of summer. So it, this is about science. That's why, you know, I don't really understand enough about science with the vaccine of the uh, virus theory like Andrew Kaufman or anything like that. But certainly they have to rewrite the rules. Because it, whatever this is, it, it just we just keep hearing about it coming in waves and stuff all during the year. That didn't happen with previous viruses. Science told us that virus, you know, the, the coronavirus came in the fall flu season and uh, burnt out in the spring. Burnt out when things heated up. You didn't have, you know, you shouldn't be having attacks of, of coronavirus in the middle of the summer. You shouldn't be having, uh, which is what basically China's claiming is going to happen. So what is this? You either have to say we were wrong all these years about viruses, and now there's this super bug somehow that uh, you know we can't control and won't go away and just keeps coming back. I mean, you're talking about three years. This is a virus that's like it's that's like a immortality for a virus, continues to come back and, and, and a new particular strong strain of COVID or super pneumonia. Sometimes they vary it up. And I have in the book, it, I have lots of cases of these ominous predictions. And of course, none of them came to pass that were supposed to happen uh, last winter, where again, this is nonstop. These, these are a bunch of Gene Dixons. If people remember Gene Dixon, the, the prophet, the psychic, who was wrong 99.9% .9 of the time. You know, the Earth, Earth's teenagers are going to be captured by Martians. And, uh, you know, everybody, Atlantis is, every year Atlantis is going to rise up out of the ocean. Every, I mean, the killer bees, Don. Yeah, the killer bees. Africa, they're going to go forget the murder hornets before the you The murder play. hornets. Yes. <laughs> and that was a part of it. I, I wrote about that in there. It's like, so we didn't have enough to worry about. And we have that. So what happened to them? Where, where do the African bees go? I don't know. I was terrified. I don't know what happened to them. But uh, so it's, it's, they clearly realize that the easiest way to control people really is through fear. And so they're very successful at this. There's, they're not. They're going to do it again whenever they want to. And now everybody's been conditioned to. Everybody's ready with those masks. I still see people out, you know, with masks on, and uh, they're ready to do it. They they showed that they could shut down the entire world in a week, the entire world, with no almost no protest at all. Not a single troop was needed. Not a single cop was needed. Not a shot was fired. No single shot fired. When you could, that shows how much control the people that rule this world have. I mean, there was, I mean, you're, you're talking about, they tre tremendous, they just completely 
overturned everyone's lives. In America alone, he canceled March Madness. I, I said in the beginning, if it were early appearances, I think Tony probably remembers it on shows, I was saying, I think they finally might have overplayed their hand. That's the way I looked at it because I said, you know, when you shut down all these sports activities, you know, that's 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 going to not only get the NCAA upset and Major League Baseball and the NBA, whatever was going on at that time, but then you shut down movies and malls. The women are going to well, get that, that goes into the PPP loans, too. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 worst, the worst part about that, too, in my opinion, is I was a huge Lakers fan, loved Kobe Bryant. And then LeBron went over and won a championship that he did not deserve. <laughs> okay, but I mean, and, and well, actually, we were talking about with my son now the other day that did, didn't Kobe die right before this began? Right Kobe before right? he and they well, yeah, and talked it, about it on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw him, and, and that was you know. There's a weird. It, I mean, it's glad you yeah. brought that up, Mr. Anderson. There's a weird thing with that that is a lot of researchers, but I, I don't subscribe to it. But there is some weird anomalies with uh, Kobe Bryant. He's like buried in the Corona Cemetery too. Like it's, oh, I didn't uh, know that. In his helicopter crash. Or yeah, the video. With a helicopter exploding yeah. in the background or something, you know, and he's saying colored hair helicopters. Yeah, and, I mean that's uh, Tony. Can you describe this briefly? I've never heard of this. Yeah, well, you can look it up. I don't. I'm not an expert, and I've heard a couple of different researchers talk about the significance of Kobe Bryant going, uh, having having his death before the real launch of all this. Like it was right on the cusp of it. As a matter of fact, the the show that I predicted. Uh, what was like the, how big of a story COVID was going to be. And we didn't call it then that we didn't talk about uh, what the, it wasn't called COVID. Um, but I was, I think it was January of 2020. I was on a, a show called the Chris Miller show out of San Antonio. And I said, he goes, what do you think about this virus out of China? The deal is then going, I said, it has the potential to be the biggest story of our lifetime. And I remember talk, talking about that, but we, but before I said that we talked about Kobe, Bryant. That's why it sticks out in my head. Um, I, I, I remember most, most things that I talk about, but yeah, it was, I remember there's something weird with Kobe and there's something, there's something more to it, like with numerology and stuff. If you yes, want to get yeah, into the esoteric, yeah, a lot yeah. of strange stuff. I don't well, know. We had some connections with, uh, with Pfizer and stuff too, behind the scenes, which was weird. Yeah, and yeah. Norm McDonald of all people got in trouble. Uh, I love Norm McDonald too. I never saw yeah. him. Yeah. He made fun. Of, he kind of made fun of the China virus while it was still over in China. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> I, we made yeah. fun of OJ too. I'm surprised they well, didn't OJ, take him yeah. out for that. They did a lot of great stuff. This yeah. in. Murder's legal in California. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Norm was yeah. so funny. Yes, he was. Chris, I'm glad Chris. Uh, I never realized that anything about him. I didn't know him, and you turned me on to him, and I. Uh, had many hours uh, of pleasure watching his interviews and routines. Very he, smart he was a, he was yeah. unique. Yeah, he was great. And a conspiracy theorist, but yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard. Theory. It's hard not to be when you live inside a real time conspiracy. I mean, <laughs> literally, literally, it's yeah. going on. And I I don't take pleasure in it. But if you look at what's what we, if you really can take an assessment in the military, it's called an after action review, and that's well, what well, we're doing right now. We're doing we're doing an uh, after yeah. action review, an AAR. And right. I look at this and I think, well, this is pretty obvious. What you got, Mr. Anderson? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry for interrupting. But um, I was just going to say, he apparently had a genius IQ, but I'm pretty sure he wrote that on the internet. So I don't know that I trust it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was an Andy Kaufman type, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he liked to play around with people. He liked to troll, yeah, definitely. But but it's it, we certainly could have used him. Uh, now, but this the, the important thing is that this, this, I call it the greatest psyop in the history of the world. 
uh, I this is you know the other stuff that I've written about and talked about. It's child's play, JFK assassination, 9/11, any of that, any previous thing you want to talk about is nothing compared to this. This is because this all is you know JFK assassination didn't affect everybody, 9/11 didn't affect everybody really. Uh, this impacted everyone. This is something where all lives were altered. Families were broken up. Families were splintered. I know in my own, I lost tons of people, including one of my nieces canceled me. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving's Christmases will never be the same again, even after this is over. Future generations too, of all those kids with the masks and everything. Yes. Future. Who, who knows what damage they did to that? Who knows? You know, if you were, um, I don't know if you were 16 when this thing started or whatever, and you're, you're just starting to try to date or something and you're 16, 17, 18 and you, no, you know, you, it's un unforgivable what yeah. they've done to kids. I mean, with yeah. the, the, neur the neurological and spiritual damage, the psychological, I mean, it's, it's just, it's overwhelming. I mean, the, the, the stunt and growth for language and like not being able to see people's faces and, and again, and now they're, <laughs> and we'll, I'm going to close with this, but you have these same sociopathic, people in the elite you know whatever that, that the group of media that kind of nothing really ever happens to them they walk mm -hmm. between the raindrops you know rain or shine war yeah. people they're going to get their paycheck um they're better than you and remember that remember they wanted uh covid amnesty yes. you know we did this to you we said like noam chomsky said you should go to a camp if you don't want to get vaccinated <laughs> yes. I mean, but basically you take your and, oh uh, alan dershowitz who uh, these people yes. were supposedly like you know, civil libertarians yeah. <laughs> and, and love the Constitution. Alan Dershowitz said that he could, he wanted to argue in front of the Supreme Court that the government had the right to pull you out of your home and stick yes. a needle in your arm. Yeah. He debated yeah. Bobby Jr. He, he yes. said yeah. that? He yes. said that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow. this is it, it, this was a great and this is why I talk about on my show all the time. The word apocalypse, folks, it just means the unveiling. And this has yeah. been a massive unveiling. If you pay attention. And you go look if you if you just kind of peel back the layers and you look at the the shift in the narrative. That's how you that's how you know you're living in an op because it changes without apology, without explanation. They just change it. They go from COVID is very deadly. You can't leave your house, you know. Right. And and this it's the numbers. The numbers are climbing. And look at all these hospitalizations. Then they introduce the vaccine. They're like oh everything's fine. And that's when people are actually dying. You know, that's I, I, I tend to agree problems. with you. I tend to agree with you, but Fox likes Alan Dershowitz, so of course they something do. There. <laughs> of course they do. That's that Fox is the favorite. Like that's the Judas goat of uh, of national yeah. media. That's the one to lead you down the yeah. lead you down to the path to slaughter. I mean, it just kind of gives you. And what what do you call that, Don? A limited hangout when they give yeah. you just a yeah. kernel of truth and then cover it with BS. Yeah, I, the, yeah. the transformation of Dershowitz into this. In the, this guy was the biggest ADL supporting, uh, you know, wanting to throw everybody in jail to criticize Israel for many years. And uh, yep. I, I don't know how, how they tried to make him into some kind of civil libertarian. I, I'm a civil libertarian and uh, he's no civil libertarian to uh, quote Lloyd Benson or something. Yeah, Lloyd Benson, that's <laughs> yeah. a great quote. <laughs> yeah. That's a great He's quote. no civil libertarian. But so I think that this why this book is important because it's the, it's the only, I think it's the most important book I've written. I heard my son's interview with uh, Chris and everything, and I, I think he had it right. I think this is the most important book because it talks about the biggest event. Uh, it, I think maybe in, you could argue this is the biggest event in human history, you know, in terms of the impact it will have on it. Unless you think we actually went to the moon, maybe that was, but, you know, I don't think we did. So <laughs> we'll throw That's that funny, out. That, Nixon <laughs> said that about the moon landing. He said this is yeah. the biggest event since the birth of Christ.
Yeah. Well, and, it, uh, if it happened, yeah. it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> right before he made that, <laughs> he he made that miraculous three, landline call. For <laughs> Damn, I wish well, we had landlines that good. Uh, now, why, how do we get those? Back in time, you know, from yeah. the <laughs> What a long distance call. Damn. Well, I want to make sure the last questions get thrown out before we end it and Don plugs. Mr. Anderson, do you have anything uh, that you want to bring to Don before we, we close out the show? Any questions? That you no, have? it's just a pleasure to talk to you finally. I'm looking forward to reading your book. So oh, thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to, to have you here. And thanks so much for your support. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, uh, you, you've done, you did a, a, a lion's share of research here on this, this uh, book that Don put out. What, uh, anything left that you want to talk about? For the show well, it was a long time in the making right don right right from the get-go yes. yeah we were finding we were... stuff from all over the world that they weren't recording uh, here chris was so involved in all these things but typically i'm working on multiple things at once so yes, you were. i was yeah. working on this book hidden history three hidden history four uh at, you know all at the same time so uh maybe even on barred fame i don't know what yeah, it was, you, what that was, was on the cusp of coming out yeah i was finishing it up so around the time yeah I've always but, had a lot of projects going, so this was, uh, it was just amazing I, to discover. You know, I, this. Think you, I think you wrote the ultimate book on World War III, and my only question to you is, was Einstein right about um, World War IV being fought with sticks and stones? <laughs> I don't uh, know. Ukraine also came into the mix, too, which I think is in the book, because yeah. we saw in real time how literally in what 48 hours time the talk went from the jab to this ukraine nonsense right yeah it's not right. in real time well yeah, I, I love the meme where they have the npc and they open up the back of his head and take out the covid chip and then yeah, they yeah. put in the ukraine chip yeah. <laughs> well i tend to I, I i tend to be like nikola tesla where i'm i'm very dubious about anything related to albert einstein i i I, I tend not to be as impressed with this most humanity is. I'll, I'll go with Nikola Tesla. Thank you. Oh, uh, be careful. He, he ended up marrying a pigeon basically before he died. You know that, right? Who's that? Tesla? Yeah, he fell in well, love Tesla, with a pigeon. Tesla, Tesla died a virgin. I mean, everybody pretty much thinks so. He he probably had such a backload. Who knows of what, what he had a backlog of, but he he was the ultimate. Yeah, he, if, he if, backed if, up. If, 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 if aliens exist, that was definitely an alien. I'm pretty sure. Nicola needed some groupies, but uh, he, he really did. Big time, but uh, but this but, was World War Three, Don, and I think you wrote the ultimate book on World War Three. Well, because, yeah, that's and that's yeah. what I've said. This we you know people keep expecting World War Three to come, Ukraine and Russia. No, this is this is and it's the first world, really, truly, literal world war. World War Three started with COVID, and they basically it's the governments of the world waging war on their own people and we've seen it all over not a not a single country dissented uh, you had a few like brazil uh, for a while and some in africa that kind of uh belarus that they kind of balked a little bit and then but, all those uh, leaders disappeared too all those leaders disappeared putin the great opposition leader who was you're not going to kowtow to the new world order he i, I didn't hear him protesting any of this so you know i don't all i know is that this lots of us doubted it to varying degrees, maybe not many many people like me very doubting all of it, but what was uh, I think significant about this is there wasn't a single leader, really that you know you had you, had, you know, the Tucker Carlson types that disputed some of it, kind of came on late and and did a good job on exposing some of it, but nobody was dubious from the very beginning. I mean, no, nobody called out at the beginning. You know, wait wait a minute, let's stop the fear porn. What's going on here? And uh, let's, where's the isolates, you know, but nobody did that. And so 
hopefully my book will uh, will cause people to see the whole story and realize again it's if if you didn't think you were being lied to enough you can see here about how just how much you're being lied to about everything masking the truth how covid-19 destroyed civil liberties and shut down the world the legendary don jeffries my friend uh, i i really enjoyed this talk uh, mr anderson mr chris graves thank you uh, no, we'll do more more paratroopers very soon yeah yeah stay tuned to the feed ladies and gentlemen and go get don's book and don um i, I want to let you close out but i know that you can go on your substack you can go ahead and you can you can, well first of all subscribe to Don Substack and yeah, well, uh, be, it's, be a paid subscriber. Please do donaldjeffries.substack.com. It's the only place I'm not being shadow banned. That's the only place my presence is growing. That has a link, a couple articles back about my new book where you can order directly from the publisher. But it's up on Amazon now and Barnes and Noble, so it's up everywhere out there. You may have to search a little for it. I I think they're probably going to block it all they can in the search results. So you may have to search a little, but. Easiest way, if you go to Amazon and find any of my other books, just click on my name and it'll come up uh, with the other books. So you order, get the best deal you can. It's going to be priced pretty much the same everywhere. But uh, if you order from the publisher, I'll get more of a royalty cut. You know, So that's why we suggest that. But do, do what you want. If you, if you buy the book, I'm happy. Suggest it to your library. We'll see how many libraries are courageous enough to stock it. But uh, we're going to try. So. Well, go get the book, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I look forward to seeing the progress on this, Don. It's a, I think it's a magnificent work, and uh, and all the research that went into it. This is real research, uh, no grifting, uh, the, no hype, uh, just facts, ladies and gentlemen, just the facts. But uh, appreciate everybody who tunes in. Go follow the podcast, uh, Paratruther, wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe to Paratruther. Subscribe to the Art of Burn Radio transmission because we usually make it redundant um, and uh, put this up on that feed as well. And, of course, uh, rockfin.com, the America Unplugged channel, where you'll find myself, uh, Don Jeffries, and Billy Ray Valentine on America Unplugged every Saturday. Go check that out as well. This has been Paratruther in the information war. Be a paratruther. See you next time.